This is Ryan Kinseth with the SoCal Artist Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about tools to help you run your business. Also, if you are getting married or know anyone getting married and would love something unique and special at your wedding, please reach out to me. I'm a live wedding painter. I have transitioned to this point in my art career, so reach out to me at ryankinsethart at gmail.com. And you'll find the email in the bio if you have any questions. Enjoy the episode. So I'm pretty stoked about this episode. I had this idea pretty recently and thought this is going to help a lot of people. I'm currently running my art business and there's been a lot of steps and tools and things that I needed to research on my own and figure out because as you might know, if you're running your own business as well, if it's an art business, even closer to what I do, um, we are a one woman and man show. And especially with businesses where you're getting started and don't have the resources or the money to hire out or contract out, we essentially need to learn all of the things that help our business flow and and pretty much become a jack of all trades when you first get started. And this doesn't mean we need to be experts in all of these different areas, but we do need to know enough to get by and get the business in a, in a spot that is able to continue Um, when we don't have people to hire or have the resources to hire out. So I want to show you the tools that have helped me run my art business from the last couple years to where I am now. And I just want to preface, 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 whatever. Just want to preface this by saying I am not being endorsed by any of these products um, or these offerings or tools. I wouldn't mind being endorsed by these offerings and companies and tools. If you listen, please feel free to reach out to me as well. But I am not currently endorsed, so just know that these are coming from a place of I really did use these and they have helped me get to where I am today. So let's get started. The first on the list is the one and only Wix. So something I think we should all be doing when we're creating a company, whether it's art or not, is making your own website. Having your own landing page outside of social media to to bring people to and get the full scope of what you really are. We don't want to always be at the mercy of social media platforms, so... Making a website is definitely a good idea, and Wix was one of the best I found um, in terms of having a sense of freedom to to be able to build the website the way you want to build the website. But also, I was able to um, have a template and kind of have some some, uh, ways to build off of the templates and and have some tools to assist me because I'm not a coder. I'm not um, using 
um, coding to build my website. I'm essentially taking this template and I'm making it and changing it and moving things around and uh, you know doing uh, creating different sections, different layouts, moving the the, the pre preset templates into spaces that I think are good. And Wix really worked for me. I know people use Squarespace as well. I actually never use Squarespace, so I can't comment on that. I think it's pretty similar to Wix. And then there's Shopify, which I have used as well. Shopify is definitely one that gives you a lot of help. So I wouldn't say you have the most flexibility in terms of how you want to lay out your website. Um, but it does assist you in a lot of different ways and it gives you a lot of different um, add-ons to connect to Amazon and to connect to Etsy and to connect to QuickBooks. I mean, Wix does a lot of these things as well. But Shopify definitely has that preset. Like here, you, you join Shopify and we will literally give you the training wheels to make your website. So, um, Wix has really worked for me. I've had it for about four years now and it does, you know, you do end up paying to get, um, premium accounts and get all the analytics with the accounts. Um, but this has been a lifesaver and I typically, I don't get many visits on a, a monthly basis, but maybe around like 30 people visit my website. So I'm in this spot where people are are coming to the website and I've definitely made it a, a really good starting point to in the future when I do want to hire out for my website and for someone to take the reins there. I have a pretty solid understanding of what I'm going to want from these people because I've done everything myself up until this point. So the next on the list is one of my favorites and this one has honestly turned me into a marketer. I feel like I could actually outsource my services utilizing what I've learned from this, this one. And that is Canva. Canva is essentially a marketing website where um, actually it was founded by someone named Melanie Perkins, who's one of the youngest female CEO billionaires. And awesome to her. She's crushing it. And Canva is honestly, I don't know a single website that's like Canva, but essentially it's a marketing platform. It's a graphic design platform that is allows anyone to come on to this website and take these templates, whether it's for flyers, marketing materials, business cards, um, just postcards, thank you letters, uh, invites, doesn't matter what it is. If it needed graphic design, uh, it's prob there's probably a template for it on Canva. And you can search through hundreds and hundreds of templates in the area you're looking for. So if you want to make a flyer for your company and you want to, um, I don't know, uh, talk about how you are offering a couple products and why people should be buying your products and maybe it's photography well you can go search photography templates and it's going to pull up a bunch of pre-made 
flyers and you can edit any part of this template you could you could literally delete all the items on the template and make it your own um, you can get the ideas from the templates and keep it uh, keep it synonymous or keep it cohesive with your branding add your logo I have used Canva for so many things and all of the all of the things that I've used it for people always comment wow that looks really nice whether it's my business card which I made on Canva whether it's wedding flyers that I passed out which I made on Canva or portrait uh, portrait cards that I've brought to my art booths it all looks extremely professional I made things that are used on social media to kind of just lay out on how I wanted to arrange this more professional story Canva is amazing and props to Melanie for creating something like this because I literally feel like at this point in my career that if someone wants to come to me and say, hey, can you help me um, Can you help me come up with some marketing materials for my website and these products or what have you, I could literally bring them to Canva and show them how to arrange this or just do it for them. I, that's how confident I am that this platform gives me um, the confidence to be able to do this. So highly, highly recommend. I don't even know a competitor. I'm sure there's competitors to Canva, but I just love this one so much. Okay, so the next one, <laughs> I honestly hate this section and you might hate it too, or you might love it. I don't know. It depends if you maybe went to business school and took uh, financial and managerial accounting and realized like myself that, oh my God, I actually, I. I even like math and I hate accounting. I mean, it, I feel like math and accounting aren't the same thing. Um, but accounting is so important to just sustaining your business. And when it comes around for tax season, you are going to need your profit and loss statements. You're going to need other statements as well to show um, how much you've earned and your net earnings and um, how much you owe in taxes. And in order to do this, you need something that is, you either need someone as an accountant, you need to learn accounting yourself, or you need something like QuickBooks. And QuickBooks, I feel like runs a monopoly over the accounting world, <laughs> actually into it. It maybe is the one that runs the monopoly. It's probably not, and I'm sure there's a lot of other um, platforms out there. But I've used QuickBooks for the longest time. And the good thing about QuickBooks is there's a couple different options. So if you're uh, if you are a sole proprietor or you have an LLC, some different options might look good for you. But the two I think most people do are the self-employed QuickBooks, which runs somewhere around $12 to $15 a month. Don't quote me on that. I actually don't know. And then there's the online option, which is about $30 a month. And the difference is uh, self-employed doesn't have a lot of the same features as the online, which can run a lot more reports for you. But 
you might not even notice a difference. So the good news about this uh, with QuickBooks is hopefully if you are starting your business, you have opened up a credit card and uh, an account for just your business purchases and have been using this credit card and paying it off with your checking account um, solely for business. So hopefully that's a good step if you haven't already to open up your own um, credit card and business account. And then in QuickBooks, you just connect your account to, um, yeah, you just connect your business account to QuickBooks. So anytime you make a purchase on your credit card, it will log it as a transaction. You go to QuickBooks and it says, oh, is this transaction for marketing? And you can say, yes, that is for marketing. Or you could say, no, that was actually um, me purchasing some equipment for my office. And you can change the category it falls into. And then it's gonna just organize it itself, you know, with your, um, with your operating costs and uh, when you get a sale and the money gets deposited into your account and you suddenly have $200 that just deposited into your account, it's gonna go, was this a sale? And then you go, yes. And then you can put the customer's name if you want and put the vendor or what have you. And, and then it's gonna count as your income. And then so when it forms a statement, it's going to show your income versus your expenses and what the net is all together in your profit and loss statement. And boom, you have a business that's showing how much money you're making or losing, which a lot of times it's losing, especially early on. But this is a lifesaver. This is very helpful, especially for all of us who don't want to learn accounting ourselves and need some a lot of help and we don't have the resources to hire out. But I do know that when I do have the resources, I'm gonna be probably hiring accountants and lawyers um, first off. <laughs> so, QuickBooks. So the next one that I am going down the list, another um, fun, fun one, but Maybe you got started as a sole proprietor and your business is a sole proprietor and you made this decision because it's an easy step into the business world and you didn't really need to separate your business from your personal because nothing crazy is happening. Or maybe you're like me and decided to move from a sole proprietor to an LLC. And a lot of people might make this switch because they do need to separate their personal assets from their business assets, especially when you get in the mix with other people and other events and other things that could put you at risk as a liability. And you need to separate your business assets from your personal assets in case something bad happens and, you know, it's it legally will only be to your LLC um, as opposed to personally um, coming at you for your assets. So I, I think probably if you are a mirrorless in the art world, that's a, that's a good idea to move to the LLC. Um, if you're doing things you know very low key and then maybe sole proprietor, but talk, talk to your talk to your legal advice. I, this is not legal advice. I am saying this from experience, not from, a legal standpoint so do, do look into it and see what works for you but 
if you do any of these options, a great place to go to is LegalZoom. And it was extremely, extremely easy to move my sole proprietor over to an LLC going through LegalZoom. I mean, it literally popped up with a, a, you go through the steps and it would just ask you a big question like, are you going to offer products and services for your business? And you're like, yes. And then it's like, um, what would you classify your business? Like it was super simple. It did everything. It just assisted me the entire way. And I was able to probably get an L- uh, make my company an LLC at the end of maybe an hour and have all the documents and put them all in folders and like, okay, I have to um, stay up to date with this. And just very simple. So LegalZoom was awesome and it, it had helped me turn my LLC um, or turn into an LLC. So yeah, another quick one. So we've gone through Wix, Canva, QuickBooks, LegalZoom, and let's get some, let's get to some fun ones, okay? <laughs> Whether so you're a business and you are probably marketing yourself and creating content on social media. So I don't know if this is general knowledge, but I'm going to go down this route as well. I. I use my phone for a lot of content creation. I am filming on my phone. I'm doing HD 60 for some really good quality and then HD 30 enough for like bigger, um, longer type videos. But when I edit the videos, I am actually always editing on a third party platform and not the social medias himself because I like to cut and edit videos to multiple platforms and let's say you edit your video in TikTok. I know TikTok has been getting better at their editing platform, but if I wanted to use that video for Instagram, it's going to be very difficult to make changes to the video unless it was on a third-party platform where I export that and can always go back in. So the third-party platforms I use are, it originally was Splice. Splice was a product from GoPro and was a great product. But at some point, I switched over to CapCut. That's cap. You're putting on a cap, ball cap, and then cut. CapCut. CapCut has worked amazingly for me. I mean, the only issues I have is it just takes up a lot of space the more videos I make, but that's probably any platform. It's probably a way to put that on the cloud as well. But yeah, CapCut is amazing. I export all my videos for Instagram Reels, TikTok, for YouTube Shorts, for Facebook Reels. Um, I export it on CapCut. Now... I'm trying to produce more content at scale and this means I'm editing a lot more on my phone but I have in the past done a lot of editing on iMovie and Final Cut Pro. I wouldn't recommend doing this for your phone unless you are really trying to get some effects that are not available on CapCut or Splice 
or if you're making long form content. So if you're posting on YouTube, yeah, you might wanna look into Final Cut Pro or um, Adobe Premiere or just the free iMovie on, on Apple's. So all good options and yeah, we're, I mean, we're that one woman or man show and we need to become directors and editors and actors and accounting and account accountants and lawyers and marketers and developers. Damn, it's crazy. So uh, I'll keep it going. Uh, another one I use is GIMP. This is for um, this is for when I really need to edit a photo. I don't have I don't have um, Photoshop. I don't have Illustrator anymore. I don't have the Adobe Creative Suite. I don't want to pay for it. I really wouldn't need it right now at this point in time. But I have in the past. But if I really need to edit photos very well then i will use gimp which is a free version essentially of photoshop and if you don't know how to use gimp then i would look up on google how to edit photos on gimp and find plenty of resources on how you can edit your photos and and what are some good steps and just take some time learning that uh, when it comes to podcasts, I use GarageBand, which is obviously free on iMovie, and it's pretty simple um, for what I need right now. It's good enough. I know there's other, all these podcast platforms that you can pay on a monthly or annual basis, and it probably gives you a bit more features. But I am pretty simple. I have my headphones, I have my mic, and I just need to hit record and... Uh, when it comes to royalty-free music, I've used, I literally just look up royalty-free music. I think I've used Ben Sounds before and some other royalty-free music when it comes to my theme song. So that's an option. Um, Google Sheets, Docs, Calendar, all great things to use. That is free to you with um, Google <laughs> so and Gmail and the Google, is it Google Suite? So yeah, finally, um, I got one more thing and then I saw one big one, so hang in there. But this one I learned from my old boss at my last company. It's called Things 3. If you've heard of Notion, Notion is something that's getting popular, kind of like how um, Slack is popular with companies, but Notion is popular because you essentially can keep tasks and projects in certain um, areas and can organize things the way you need to organize it. And you are able to keep track and set deadlines and set tasks for the day and just or keep an organized way of um, all these tasks that are needed to get done. Our company, my old company had Notion and no one used it. It was so funny. No one used it. But my boss um, at the time recommended to me look into Things 3. It was $50 one-time purchase. And 
honestly, when I had that job, I was like, yeah, I make money. Like, let's do it. I am down. I need something to keep myself organized and on track. So I got it. It's It was weird. It was a weird relationship I had with Things 3. Things 3 is like Notion, but a, a drier version. And I it grew on me. It grew on me because I learned how to use it. It's a bit dry. The layout's nothing special. It doesn't look very pretty. It's not like color-coded or anything. But you can maintain a pretty solid level of organization. You can actually use this to your benefit for projects that need to get done, what what deadlines you need to meet, what tasks need to get done for these deadlines. Um, you can set repeating tasks. I mean, I use this now anytime, and there's some cool shortcuts. Like if I have a thought pop in my head and I'm like, make a podcast on tools to help you run your business. I can literally on my computer just hit control space and a little taskbar will come up and I'll title it podcast idea, tools to help you run your art business, maybe a couple notes there, and then just throw it into the um, podcast idea folder. I could do this on my phone, it's all connected, it's com- connected to my computer and I, you know, on a maintaining track, I'll go through all the, Um, my inbox to see all the ideas that I haven't set a deadline for or a date for or organize in a folder and I can just go through and organize them and remind myself. Then I have all these folders for content ideas, podcast ideas, projects that are in the works or um, opportunities that are in the works. Honestly, kind of a lifesaver because I do a lot of things in my head and that's not always best to maintain a level of organization so yeah things three amazing um that it's great i wouldn't say amazing they definitely could could work on some layouts um lastly my biggest biggest step is going to be research 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 as a one, and this is my last last tip, as a one person show who is running their own business, the best advice I can give is utilize all the free information we are provided on the thing called the internet and YouTube and Google. And if you need to get books, because, or, I mean, just literally research everything. How do I create an LLC? How what what need what am I or what do I need to do to uh, run a marketing campaign? Watch videos. Set a, set time aside to do your own research. The point of this entire podcast episode is, and you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people who are in a lot. Um, further positions than I am but I'm in this point where I cannot be hiring out I need to build 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 and I need to um, I need to land some some bookings I need to land some sales I need to get uh, get a model set up prior to me bringing people on and um, contracting out and that means I need to be learning all of the different areas to keep my business 
afloat and to um, learn all the different areas needed to run a business. So when I do hire out, I will have an idea on how to do all these things and I know what I'm looking for. And um, you, you'll miss deadlines, you'll miss, you know, you'll realize, oh, shoot, I was supposed to pay uh, a fee for my business license, and I missed the renewal date. And I need, um, you know, I forgot to uh, send this in for um, my legal zoom documents that was needed by this date or um, file with the city, like you start learning these things that are needed and start realizing that uh, next year, I won't I won't forget this when this comes around because, um, or, you know, the corporate tax you might have to pay living in California. Um, turns out they waived it for COVID purposes and now I owe it next year. I didn't even know about this. And yeah. So these are tools that have helped me. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to reach out. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, I am interviewing guests i am going to start doing a lot more interviews instead of you just listening to me talk and talk and talk let's get some other people in here people that know way more than i know and let's make it fun have a great rest of your week and thanks for listening